And now for something purposely positive. Welcome to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast, brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. This is Tony Wexler, your host, and on this podcast, we talk about positive issues to bring positive content into the world. As we record this episode, we're already into the new year when people are thinking about ways to get fit. Of course, gyms all over the world, they love this because people go in and they buy these gym memberships and they go for a couple of weeks and then they end up falling back on their old routines. So where are you right now? Have you already stopped going or have you stopped doing your routine? If you're like most people, you probably have. So how can we break this cycle? We can start by realizing that fitness is 20% body and 80% mindset. The trick is to balance your body and your mind. On today's episode, my friend Maribel and I are going to discuss this balance and how you can start this year off right. Maribel, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, it's great to have you here, and I have to excuse my voice today. For those who are regular listeners, they're going, Tony doesn't sound right, and I've got a little bit of something, a bug of some sort, so my voice is a little bit off, but we're going to try to get through this. Let me start out by asking you to tell me a little bit about your story and about how this topic of balancing your mind and your body has come to be an important part of your life. Okay, well, my name is Maribel, uh, Maribel Torres. I am from Puerto Rico. And living in New York State. So I live in Rochester, upstate New York, nearby Canada. So it's amazing where I am right now. It's snowing. It's a big hit that we got like a couple of days. So, and um, I love it. My story, well, how I, I became a fitness fanatic and helping others to become healthy and active, it was because I was working in the community in a program where I saw so many needs in regards to health. Be so, how do you say this? Not stretching the services or how I can become more liberal in helping others. I decided to do it myself. I decided to open my own business and do what I like to do, helping others with no strings. And that's how my, my business, Fit Balance, is called Fit Balance Studio. It was born. And seeing the result and working with the community inspired me to do more. So I went out, I went to, um, to do more certifications, uh, become licensed and, you know, educating myself to help myself to help others. Because I think it's very important when you are working, number one, with the community, with the individual to learn the field and to become an expert. So I need more to become professional and expert, of course, because every day there's a learning experience and there's a need. So having the desire to help the, the community and us as an individual made me to take all these certifications and learn about the field. So when I became um, a personal trainer, I decided to do it in the non-traditional way, not to go to the gym, 
uh, because that's what I have seen. A lot of people, they buy their membership and they just like use it for one or three days and that's it. They don't have that motivation. So I decided to open my studio and do one-on-one coaching classes that are more like family oriented, more like intimate, more, more friendly and no judgment. So in it's have been working so well until, of course, the pandemic hit, which I had to move everything to Zoom and to virtual classes. And believe it or not, it had been blessed. Now, what I really like about this is that you and I are both from Rochester, and I normally have coaches from all over the world and different people on different topics, and they're from places from Australia to the UK to just different parts of the country here. And it's wonderful to have somebody on the podcast who lives right here in, in my neck of the woods in Rochester, New York. And you mentioned the snow. And of course we did get uh, hit pretty hard the other day. That's for sure. Some people, when they go out to shovel the snow, that's the only exercise they get all year. So it is good that uh, you're out there and serving a need. So tell me a little bit more about how you made this transition because Fitness is something that most people think of. It's one-on-one. There was a big trend years ago where people were buying these fitness videos and DVDs and watching, trying to remember who the big workout queens were at the time, but you would buy somebody's workout video and then you'd watch that and then you would do that at home. But again, it was the same thing as the gym. You'd start watching it for a couple of weeks and then you would say, okay, you know, you life goes on and you would put it aside just like people do with gym, gym memberships. So how did you make the transition to Zoom to get your clients to show up every day and to be able to really make a difference in their life. The first thing that I do with my clients and when I make that this, the transition, it's to educate my client, educating them and do it reflecting listening. So I, I do that a lot. My former uh, background <laughs> in my work is social work. So I have been bringing that. I mean, it's not like I stopped doing it. I did it for 24 years and it's not that I started because you need to be coaching and that's what social work is for so um the transition is easy once you educate your client educated them with the needs doing a reflecting listening and say you look for me you came to me for help you say these are your needs these are your goals so i repeatedly saying what are their goals how do they can make it you know like life and not die because that's what happened. We always let the goal to die. And we always dream, 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 but we don't wake up to dream. And we don't do that action. So I always say, do not change your goals, change the date, but work up on it. Being educating them and be active with them. I always said, take a picture of yourself. Take a picture of yourself and what do you, you don't like about yourself and what do you like about yourself? And they start working towards that goal and, you know, repeatedly coaching, always motivating them. I have a chat where I, I motivate them in the chat as I add them to a group that is, you know, 24 seven motivations. And that's how they just like either finish my 21 days challenge, my 30 days challenge, my 90 days. But we always take a little increment. We don't take a long one because in the long run, you're going to get tired and they're going to quit in three days. And I don't want that. So I constantly, you know, being active with them 
it's is the best thing and then knowing you know like pointing them out like i make the spotlight oh look at you you look good like that motivation is what they need sometimes when we go to the gym we don't get that motivation we don't even we go in into the gym in the big ones i say the big ones because it's like when we just like go in and and see all my, so many machines that we don't know how to use them so we become like so isolated within ourselves at the gym that I don't want that for my clients. I want them to, I know what I, I'm doing. I have this, the best coach. I have this. So I make sure that they do keep that motivation spark. So, and, and to do that, you have to remind others their goals, their why. Why are you doing this? What do you like about yourself that you changed? You said you came to me. I didn't come to you. So just a constantly reminder because that's how we live. Unfortunately, we live, you know, with alarm, reminders, and reflecting listening is number one for my clients and myself. So, and, and the transition was like really a challenge for me. Number one, I didn't know how to use the Zoom. Number two, the technology was like so hard, but we got that to work and it was it was amazing. It had been a blast. Let me tell you, I mean, it's not only fitness that we do. We do a lot of um, conversations, uh, motivation, inspiring. We have a group that we inspire others and we learn from each other. So it's also uh, many things that we need to change. I mean, our mind and body are interconnected and affect each other tremendously. So I know we we heard about 80% nutrition, 20% uh, fitness, and I always add 100% mindset. If you want to change something, you need to change your mindset. Change your mind, change your mind, change your life. Yeah, that is so true. And I like the way you brought up the word why and finding out why somebody wants to do something because that's really what their motivation is and by listening to your client doing that reflective listening and finding out what their needs and their goals are you can really focus in on their why you know i've always said if you find out the why and then somebody can show you the how then the what meaning what to do and when to do it that will follow so that is huge there. And just getting somebody's mind off of all those little things. And I also like the way you brought up in the gyms, people go to these gyms and you're right. They don't know how to use some of these machines and it can be very intimidating. And then they walk in and let's say you have somebody who's maybe a little bit overweight and they feel they're already self-conscious about that. Right. And you deal with mindset on that whole aspect. And we could get into that a little bit later. I'd like to, They'll, they go in and they see people that are in really good shape working out in the gym, because normally the people who go day in and day out are usually people that have been going over and over again, and they're in pretty good shape. So if you're a little overweight and you go in and you're like, Oh, I'm kind of feeling, they feel intimidated. Mm -hmm. What do you find is, is the best way to encourage somebody to, to not be intimidated about others? especially when you're doing things like Zumba or anything like that? When they are in my class and they're overweight, I I just go to them and I uh, prop them. I just um, uh, shear them up and I say, you need to come back because you did so great. That's amazing. But now we're talking about coming into the gym by themselves. So I do not recommend people to do that. And of course, I always talk at, at the gym with the staff and say, hey, make sure this person is, is, is welcome. Make sure this person is, is feeling not by themselves. Let them know that they're not alone. 
the motivation have to you know be on point when the person is like that because number one if they come overweight and then they are just like walking in the treadmill with someone super fit next next to them they're just going to pay attention to that person they're not going to pay attention to what they're doing because they're like thinking about wow look at this girl i, I, I want to be like her wow look at that body it's like a concentration towards the other person, not in themselves. And then they're going to be feeling bad about themselves because guess what? We are the worst enemy. We start sabotaging our workout and our life and our progress and our goals because we are always thinking negative. So for me, when I work at the gym and I see people that they're coming and they're working out by themselves, I literally this is what i do i just go next to them and i start working out until i say hello how you doing and i start like conversating with them i know it feels like bold about my you know from from my part but because i have been in the field of motivation that's what we need we need we need to do that and and that's what i do i do it in my classes i do it personally i do it as a coach and for my zumba classes I mean, that's how I, f I start my class with a quote and I finish with my, my class with a goodbye uh, quote because I want them to come back and feel like they can do it. They can do it. So motivation is number one. Yeah, it's definitely a big thing, getting somebody motivated to do those things. And the interesting thing is everybody is motivated by something different. You have to focus on their individual needs and goals. And by listening to them and by educating them and by doing one-on-one -on -one coaching as well as group coaching, that is the time. It's a great opportunity to really figure out what somebody's needs are and, and what will motivate them. And the other interesting thing is in group coaching, Sometimes you find that somebody may not be willing to share something, but somebody else in the group will share something that that other person is going through. Does that make sense? Yes. So, so someone is struggling in one area of their life, and then the other person in the group can relate to that. And I think that's big, and I think that's something that's missing from a lot of fitness today, is we don't have the conversations. We just say, okay, come on in, we're going to do this workout, and I'm going to show you how to do the workout, but... We're not going to talk about why are you working out and what are your goals and what is motivating you to do this. And I think that's where someone who does the things that you do is really, uh, it's a big need in society today. Oh, yes, it is very important. I mean, I think that, and I always, and I will always think about this in every work that we do, we need to, you know, to have that empathy with other people. And I think we're missing that a lot like nowadays because of what happened and, the, and be, become isolated and becoming isolated, you get so frustrated and, and, and fear. Fear is out there. Like I always say to my coworkers or my partners with the Zumba and, and other friends to be more open with people and to encourage them not only to just to do the, the, the Zumba, if not to change overall you know, mentally, physically, mind, body, and soul, because that's how we have to like work. I mean, it, it is important to maintain a healthy balance between your mind, body, and soul. And you have to do these by nurturing your whole self, including your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual needs. And, and to do that, we as a trainer need to do it first and then learn how to de deliver that to our clients. And we, yes, 
as a trainer, we need to change that. We need to be open. It's not only about training someone physically. It's training someone mentally, spiritually, and a, and a body. And we have to be open. As a trainer, we have to be open. We have to want to do this and have that desire of motivating others. You need to be a people person too in order to be successful working with the individual. It doesn't matter if you are in a, in a group setting, in a big class, or one-on-one coaching. You need to know your setting, but also you need to know who you are and what you want to deliver, understanding the needs of others. Got it. Let's say there's someone listening out there right now who has had difficulty maybe getting into an exercise routine for themselves and getting themselves fit, and they struggle with this. And we know that mindset is a key part of this, and it's that balance between mind and body that they have to get into sync. So what would you say to somebody out there who might be listening, who might be struggling with this, maybe where they start exercising for a couple of days and then they end up stopping or even go for a couple of months and then they just don't make that a priority? I will say enroll in a 21-day challenge. Out there in the beginning was like, okay, 21 days, you change your habits. Uh Uh-uh, it's a no-no. It's 63 days. So take it little by little, but enroll in a challenge. Why? Because number one, you're going to challenge yourself, your own self. Number two, you're going to see people that are within your circle that might have been struggling the same way that you are struggling, but you're going to keep it up because you are so competitive. You're going to, that competition, like a friendly competition is going to grow inside of you and that desire to win or to win your result, to win yourself back it's going to be in the, in the challenge. So I always say, do not go by yourself to the gym unless you have a trainer that motivates you and you are like willing to go. But getting to a small challenges where other people like the same as you, you might not know that they are going through the same issue or the same uh, dilemma, but you know they're starting, they're starting and you are too. So go little by little, but just enroll in a challenge where you know that you are going to start and and you're going to end. And then from there, keep going. And by the third time that you're doing it, you're going to go by yourself to the gym. You are going to become a trainer because you're going to fall in love with your results because your mind is going to change. So it's getting that first step to do it, but I always recommend start with a small challenge and increase and, and, and keep it up there. Because if you are thinking about going and going and going and not doing anything because negativity is gonna show up in your mind. You're gonna be thinking about, I don't know how to do this. I, I'm afraid what the other person is gonna think. I mean, it's all about fear. So break that cycle and go for it. Just jump into a small challenge. There's a lot of challenges out there. I mean, if you want to contact me, we always start a 21-day challenge. Let's go ahead and do it. But if you're um, looking for may- maybe if you're a male looking for another male or you're a male looking for something else, go and start. So start something. There's always something out there that you can start. But I always say start with a small, a small uh, challenges. So and, and be in a group first, because that way you will develop that desire and that result that you want to see. You're going to see it every single day and you're going to fall in love. Just give me a week. Give me a week and you will change. I like the way you brought up 
having another person to go along with you, because I think that also adds to the whole factor of accountability and accountability is so important because if we have someone to be accountable to, it just makes things so much easier because we know if we don't do that, then that person is going to call us and say, Hey, I got up, I went and did my workout or I went to the gym. I didn't see you there. You know, what's going on. So accountability is something that's huge. So I really like the way you brought that up. You know, one of the things that I always talk about in the world of coaching is how many books out there do you think there are on how to get rich, how to find your perfect partner or how to lose weight and get into shape? Probably millions of books, but how come we don't have all these millions of people walking around with making a lot of money with their ideal partner in the best shape of their life? And a lot of that is because they read the book and they don't have enough motivation just by reading the book. They don't have the accountability. They don't really feel the need. They haven't gotten into a lot of these mindset issues. So I think what you're doing out there is is so important. I really think that your advice about finding a 21 day challenge is good. And the other thing that people tend to do is they try to do too much at once. Whenever we try to change a habit, we always want to change all the habits like, oh, I'm going to diet. I'm going to go on this really strict diet. I'm going to start exercising, you know, and I'm going to do usually they they overestimate how much they're going to exercise. They say, I'm going to do an hour a day. You know what? I have a friend who tells someone who's never exercised, who has a treadmill to just go downstairs and stand on the treadmill for one minute. Don't even walk on it. Stand on it for one minute. And that's all they do for like a week, because by the end of that week, they've gotten into a habit of going down to the treadmill. Now get on it and walk for 10 minutes. It's something start slow, build up, because once you start doing something now, going downstairs to the treadmill has become a habit, even though they're not walking on it. Now they're walking a little bit. That's become a habit. And again, it takes time to build a habit you know there's the 21 days to build a habit and you mentioned it's more like 63 and i've actually told people really to really get something ingrained in your system neurologically it's actually closer to 90 days three whole months just keep doing something and don't try to do too much i think those are two key things anything else that i'm missing in this cycle here if you read a book, because I know everybody's going to pick up a book or watch a video about getting motivated to go to the gym. Yes, practice it, active, upon, and go for it. Um, I think it's very important to know your why. So keep it up. Why are you starting this? Why you want it? And, and find someone. Tell me about a client that you've worked with who really touched your heart and changed maybe how you do things uh, as a coach? Hmm. I have this client that it's a female and she have a problem with the knees and she was afraid to say that the knees problem was about her weight. She was very embarrassed because she was really overweight. She was obese. And I told her and I said, you are afraid to say that your knee problem is because of your weight. And she started crying. Before I said that, I always asked permission to be to give advice. And also I asked permission to be honest because I believe that in honesty, working with a client is so crucial. Not hiding anything. And that's what my clients love from me. And that's what they always share 
in other, you know, when they do referrals, because I'm very honest with people. And I try to, like I said before, educate them first, talking to them and reflecting, listening with them. And when we decided to get into the, to the program, I told her, you need to be very honest with me. Don't hide anything because this is you that want to change and we're going to do it together. Trust me, she lost 65 pounds. We work very well. We did not do no diet. I always believe that diet is taking a lot away from people, especially the desire of eating and desire of doing something. Because when I start talking about diet, people are like, no. So it's a big no in front of me. So I said, I don't do diet. I do meal plans and we're going to stick with the meal plans. And this is how we're going to do it. And she had been so active. She did have the surgery because it was too damaged. But we saved the other one because of the change of lifestyle she did. Up to now, she had been very healthy. So everything has to start in the mind. Like I said, in the heart, I think I touched her heart and, and her mind. And we start working from there. But every coach, that's what we need to do, to work in ourselves first and be, and be out there with the people that we want to work I have another one that he could not, he was playing guitar and he, he, he's popular and he was out there doing blues and playing here and there, but he felt uncomfortable because of his side. And he was afraid to come to me because I'm a woman and I'm a lady and, and, oh my goodness, she's going to say something. She's going to judge me. And these are his words when he came to me. And when we had that relationship built, that's how he talked about it. And because, you know, when you build a relationship and you think bad about that person in the beginning, you're going to tell them at the end, right? So, and he said that he felt very embarrassed because he didn't want to talk about his, how big he was, but he lost 82 pounds. He felt really good and he was very active and he's still active and he feel great. I mean, it's not only his size, it's his mentality how he was looking at himself and judging himself first. Because I didn't think about being too big or obese. I didn't think about that. I thought about a person, a really beautiful person that wants to be healthy. That's what I thought. And that's how I, I always talk about with my clients. You know, you're a beautiful person. We just need to change some, you know, bad habits to a good one, which in the progress, in the process, you're going to have fun. So, and let's do this. The way that have changed, it's, it's amazing. And I am a person that I will yell at you in a good way to keep doing what you need to do in order to look for the result you want to look. That's interesting that you focus on someone's desire to change because really someone can have a desire to make a change in their life, but that desire has to actually go from a, just a desire or a wish. As we say, you know, they want to make a change in their life. You know, they should make a change in their life, but until that should becomes must, I must make this change. And the way you do that, is focusing on the reasons why they need to make that change. 
I talk about something called a wake-up call moment, and that's something I talk about in my ebook, Strive to Thrive, which is on my website, TonyWCoaching.com. I talk about we have a moment in our life where we have to make a decision. We can either go down the positive path or the negative path. Maybe we get a health report that's not good. We lose our job. Maybe a partner leaves us. There are all kinds of things in our life, but maybe it's something where, you know, and I think about this man, cause I'm a musician too, where you're up on stage and you realize that, you know, all these people are up here looking at me and I don't feel good about myself and my guitar playing or whatever I play, you know, is suffering because of this. And you know what? I need to make a change. That desire now becomes something that they make that decision. And then, they need to turn the decision into determination. They need to become determined that I'm going to do this no matter what. And that's really where your mindset comes in. So by helping people to find that why, to find that desire, to find that mindset shift where they realize that they have to do something and take action, go from just wanting to do something to must doing something, it can make all the difference in the world. Yes. So if people wanted to reach out to you and to talk to you more about this, I know you mentioned the idea of the 21-day challenge, but if they're just listening right now and they go, you know, I really need someone to work on these issues with me, how would they reach out to you? I have two uh, ways of reach out to me. I'm always in social media, and it's my name, Maribel underscore Get Fit. And I had two pages there, uh, Fit and Healthy page where you can find me. I, I do um, some topics there and I'm talking about fitness and also they can email me at fit balance and, and it's spelled like this F-I-T-B-A-L-A-N-Z-1 at gmail.com. I like the way you spelled it a little bit different so that they definitely know that this is you that they're reaching out to. So I'll post all that information on my Strive to Thrive page on Facebook, as well as the uh, podcast notes so that people can reach out to you, because that would be a great thing, especially those people right now who are listening, who are thinking, oh, you know, I screwed up again. I made a resolution to get fit and I didn't keep up with it. Well, it's never too late. And that's a really important thing. So I'm going to ask you one more question today, and that is what I ask all my guests on the show and Basically, the question is, what does being purposely positive mean to you? It's doing what you're supposed to be doing in order for you to get results. Well, that's a quick, simple answer. Yeah. Doing what you need to do to get the results, because yes. that is doing things on purpose for a purpose in a positive way. I yes. like that. Maribel, this has been great having you on the show today. I really want to thank you for your time and all of your great stories and your tips today. I really feel that there are people out there that have benefited by that. And I just know that we're changing lives. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for this opportunity. I, I mean, it was uh, a blessing to, to be with you and sharing all my experience and also just to motivate other people just to jump in, no matter where, what stage you are in, just jump in and get this done. So thank you so much for this opportunity. And you've been listening to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast, brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com. And you know, even though my voice is a little bit out of it right now, 
And I apologize for that, for those listening. But I do want to invite you to come to TonyWCoaching.com because I do have an ebook that you can download. And you won't have to listen to this frog in the throat when you read it. It's about changing your life when you have that wake-up call moment and getting on to that purposely positive life.